Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Thursday to you. We have a uh, we have a very heady show today. Um, we have Ranji here, first you. of all. Hey. Uh, Professor Ranji. We have uh, John Butterworth on, who is calling from the UK, who works at the Large Hadron Co- uh, Collider, CERN, and uh, <laughs> may have discovered where dark matter came from. So, doy. We'll talk about could that. You, could you imagine being him and listening to people ask questions? <laughs> like, just. What do you mean? Like, who can ask him a question that's going to sound good to him? Like, there's, like, five uh, people in yeah, the world. Us, hopefully. No, no, I mean, like, it's, it's a great topic, but, I mean, if you're in his spot, it feels like it must feel like nobody speaks your language. Yeah, but you don't know the secret that Andrew told him about me. Yeah. He just told Rachel. <laughs> Can you tell the boys and everyone? Well, I was just, I was just telling them, like, I was like, you know, Dave's already got kind of a, a, a bait. It'll, we, won't, we won't go too. I explained to the smart people when we get them on. We won't go too heady, but we'll go. Let's we'll let dive Rachel in. say. It. What did he say? <laughs> Andrew explains to the professor that this was Dave's quote quiet passion. Yeah, it was, he's very passionate about this. That's so it's, cute. It's I know. very sweet of you. That yeah, is really, yeah. Really it was cute. just a strange way to put it. <laughs> uh, quiet passion. He Some cares. would say a fetish. But <laughs> no, I just you know I like to tell him like, hey, don't think that we're coming at this. Don't think we're stupid. Yeah, don't think we're coming at this from a bit. From nothing. This, uh, this host quiet passion is yeah. physics. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. As soon as he walked out, Rach goes, quiet passion. I go, I know. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know why I said quiet passion. It's a good thing to raise expectations, too. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you do follow this stuff. Like, you know, we all do, especially you do, but I mean I'm I'm kind of like second on that. But I mean, again, that's a it's guy okay. that basically speaks his own you don't language. Have to say we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, but that's like, I don't know. So it, the Large Hadron Collider is this pipe that basically goes about eight or ten miles, and uh, they, you know, send uh, you know molecules through, and they bump into each other, and they make things. I'm going to ask. My first question is going to be, <laughs> Hey, how long do you think it'd take me to run around that? <laughs> how fast would he be? Like, nope. <laughs> what if Wheeler start on one end and I start on the other, and we smash together real fast? <laughs> what kind of reaction? Could we, we make we a Ranji? 
So Wheeler does this gorilla run, right? He uses the sides fast. of the pipes. He's very fast, but he can only do it in his dreams. So I used to run track in college, but I'm wearing Timberlands. And, uh, now, is this the thing that when it was created, people yes. said it broke off in a different timeline? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. people also were worried that it would break, yes. it would like, it could break the universe is what people yes. were worried about, obviously. All these happen. things, yes. Yeah. What if we get him on and just yell at him for that? Thanks a lot, dude. We're in this timeline because of you guys. <laughs> Promised us a multiverse. I'd like to know what would happen if you, Kevin, and Dave ran full speed into each other. Because be I think I think you come out ahead because you have a low center of gravity. I'm also heavier, yeah. Thick. Yeah. Are you heavier? <laughs> I, definitely, Dave? I definitely go over the top. I'm, well, he's, I'm like 30, 35, 40 pounds heavier than Dave. Isn't he like six inches taller than you? Um, I don't know. Everybody's taller than me. This feels weird. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're sitting down. I can't I can't tell when you're I'm sitting down. I'm 5'10 on a good day, about 185. Yeah. I'm like 220. 225 well, uh, on a bad day. 5'8 at best. You're 5'8? At best. Oh, wow. Okay. Like what in about shoes. At worst? I don't know. 5'7. R- Ron's just taking no prisoners. <laughs> I yeah. know. What yeah. do you mean? You called yeah, me you, stupid when the show weigh? started. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel hey, stupid. we got a brainiacs here like Ron. <laughs> no, I don't think I didn't hear that. I think we I'm should sure debate how a, much Chris I'm sure weighs. you have a quiet passion. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. fine. I'm not going to tell you about Ron, it. Little boats. If they balance out all the cerebral guests and you, it's a regular show. Good. Yeah. Um, no, I we talked to Dr. Ray Arvidson. Uh, planetary sciences, wash you and all of that. And I ask him a question, trying not to sound stupid. He's like, okay, well, first of all, an asteroid and a meteor are two different things. <laughs> <laughs> Even I, like, I knew that, Amy. Okay. Jeez. Oof. <laughs> I must have accidentally <laughs> used them interchangeably. <laughs> I'm going to put this thesaurus down. <laughs> and then at 4 p.m., we have our buddy Avi Loeb. Nice. Who, I mean, God, we've been talking to Avi for probably five years now. He's the head of astronomy at Harvard. And uh, then he discovered Muamua, the, the interstellar object. He thought it was an alien craft. Then he went to Papua New Guinea and found these weird spheres. Now Netflix is doing a special on him. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. It's a comedy special. <laughs> He's doing stand-up. He's going to open for Bill Burr. Uh, <laughs> had an epiphany last night. So uh, I told you guys... Greg Damon, the KMWAX guy, uh, is fixing my Jeep, and it's going to take a couple, three days. And so he gave me a loaner car, and he gave me a 2001 Buick LeSabre, and it's enormous. And I truly love it because it's just like, it's, you know, kind of the opposite of the Jeep, and I could live in it, and it's huge, and it's old. And uh, it, it doesn't, okay, this is my ego speaking. I don't think it fits me. I don't think I look like a 2001 uh, Buick LeSabre guy. <laughs> However, last night I was at a stoplight and I uh, just kind of look over to my right and there's a guy looking. He's looking at me and he doesn't make any sort. He's not ju- he's not doing anything. Right. But I thought, oh, my God, if he doesn't know me, I look exactly like someone who's driving a 2001 <laughs> Buick LeSabre. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a 59-year-old white guy who dresses like he has no money. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he ever look over and go like, I bet that's a loner car. That, that guy's way too cool. I bet his quiet passion is physics. <laughs> <laughs> and I just drove home the whole rest of the way like, damn. Uh, I bet a Buick LeSabre is very rarely a loner car for anybody. Yeah. Like how many dealerships have that or, <laughs> right. you know, when do they stop mechanics? Them? I could question. Uh, a while yeah. back. A while back. Well, they, they stopped making them like because those huge sedans all went out of style. What's everyone's car? If everyone was a car, what would they be? I think I am my car. 
Hmm. A Subaru? <laughs> Yeah. The loud Subaru. The yeah. loud Subaru. Like, you look practical. Like, very sensible, yeah. but also loud. Yeah, no, but yeah, but also it's a Subaru. I don't know. It's I just look like my car, I think. I think I'm absolutely mine. The Toyota where the hubcaps keep falling off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel the same. I, I think I've, I'm mine, too. I've driven my, new my one. Jeep so long that I, I just feel like we're mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I would yeah. if, if you said two months ago, what car is Wheeler? The last car I would have chosen was a blue Camaro with yeah. a spoiler. <laughs> but I got to admit, now that you have it. Yeah. But, well, that's kind of like, okay, Super Outback. It really is me because in my head, I'm like really adventuresome driving through the mountains. You know, I'm a hiker and all this, but really, I'm just a station wagon. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a station wagon. That's what it is. You're a station wagon with wood panels. <laughs> I love those, the wagoneers. See? Oh, baby. And feels guilty for having those sexy wood panels. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a little Don't too much. Don't look at my wood panels. <laughs> Just pretend they're not there. She's so modest. <laughs> I didn't order these. They came with the car. My, Rach? Oh my. I identify with my car, my Chevy Trax. It's just very, it's practical. Lots of bird poop on it. Lots of bird poop on it, yep. Actually, I've been parking in a different place. So oh, oh, nice. No yeah, no more car. bird poop. Take that, birds. I don't pray for rain anymore. I don't care. <laughs> we're in a drought, and that's why we're in a drought, yeah. Rachel. Yeah. So. Every yeah. time it rains, I think, oh, this is good car washing weather. Yep. I should text Rachel. That's exactly what it's for. <laughs> Go out for a drive, Rachel. <laughs> dozens of birds at your old place, like, I got to poop. I got to work the bathroom. <laughs> it's gone. that tracks? <laughs> they stole our bathroom. What our <laughs> Andrew, do we even need to talk about your car? I can't even begin to guess what my car would be. I definitely don't identify with the one I have. The trash car? Isn't yeah. that exactly The trash you? car. What the? Amy. What? No, that's the Amy. Just one singular bag. Andrew, Andrew here, come here. Let me get that knife out of your bag. Yeah, yeah I finally kidding. figured out what kind of me and Amy is. It's like when you give a four-year-old a really sharp sword. <laughs> and they're like, wow, this is so cool. They don't, they don't mean the harm. Right, right. But you're, your arm's still gone. Yeah. Well, wait, well, how is that not Andrew? Oh, it's Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying having a bunch of trash in it isn't me. I'm just well, saying my particular make and model of vehicle. They told me I was covered in bird poop. Yeah, yeah. we're on the same page here, buddy. Yeah, I don't. I just don't necessarily identify with the make and model. So maybe like a like a beetle. I would love it. Like, like, a, like a beetle full of trash. Okay, real question. Like you win the lottery uh-huh. and you go buy a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar car. How long until it's got trash in it? <laughs> I would like to think it probably wouldn't. Oh, no. Right? So I've never, I've never had that. a car valued at more than, like, I don't know, $4,000. So I feel like if I had something nice, maybe I'd feel more incentivized <laughs> to take care of it. But also, if you have that kind of money, if I had like you a just pay someone else to do it. It's true. You just look eccentric. <laughs> yeah. No, you can't, you can't pay people to clean out your car, can you? Yeah. Yes, no, it's called detailing, can. Andrew. I thought detailing was just, like, vacuuming. <laughs> needs a lot more than that. That's, that's not very detailed. Needs a lot more than vacuuming, let me tell you what. You can't pay someone to clean out your car, can you? you do know. <laughs> it's illegal. What would be a... Yeah. Somewhere it's not... In the, it's against the Constitution. <laughs> a wonderful reality show would be to get a mansion with a full staff, butlers and everything, and just drop Andrew in the middle of it and say, this is yours now. <laughs> Let's yeah. make it happen. How, what, how does that, that... Call your people, Dave, on the TV network. Yeah. Yeah, give me a mansion. And don't tell them it's like a a trick. 
Like, no. I don't think Andrew's mm-hmm. a legit billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think What's it'd the, be like what? trading places where you became the billionaire? Like I started acting like a billionaire? Yes. Oh, in 30 seconds. Yeah. No, yeah. Andrew's going to betray everything. But as soon as he becomes a billionaire, he's going to be like, oh, don't raise my taxes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no Get rid of all those thieves. Death penalty for them all. I only act like I do because I'm poor. <laughs> I had a billion dollars. All that's going out the window. What are you talking about? He's emailing Elon Musk. Like, I think we have a lot in common. Yeah. like, sir, you're a great example for the world. It is pure <laughs> jealousy and nothing more. Would you still eat hot dogs all the time? Uh, yeah, probably. I would get the nicer hot dogs. <laughs> the ni- what are the nicer hot dogs? Oh, no, the, the, kosher beef? Beef? No, the Vienna beefs. Vienna, the, yeah. Nathan's. No, no. Cheap yeah. hot dogs are the best. No, they're cheap not. Hot no, they're dogs not. Are they're like, not. Oh, they're not. They are. They're they not. are. What level dog? I eat now? a lot. I eat a lot more cheap hot dogs than you do, Amy. They're not better. Uh, <laughs> That's why, for some reason, we ate a, a lot dunk. of hot dogs. The Hunters always comes to mind. They're yeah. in a, a red package, and they're like a dollar twenty-nine for eight of them. Get out. Yeah, wow. those those come to mind a lot. They're a staple. Um, I, I will kind of Hunter? I, I'll, I'll branch out to the um, like the Hebrew Nationals. Yeah, those the, are good. Um, and the uh, Nathan's. What right? is uh, what's a bridge too far? Like Nathan's. Nate, so Hebrew National are usually a little more expensive than Nathan, yep. Nathan's. So that's kind of where the the I hate that Wheels is confirming all this. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I just looked it up. <laughs> I've got the prices here. No, uh, but I so I usually don't go that high. Yeah. The highest I'll go typically is Nathan's. How do you cook your dog? Uh, you know, I've recently started doing the air fryer, and those aren't, those oh, aren't bad. Before that's that, a good idea. It is a good mm-hmm. idea. Before that, I my favorite way, of course, is grilled, but I don't own a grill, so it was microwaved. You know, but don't you think there's a real skill? Like, if you're able to microwave a, microwave a hot dog right before it splits, it's getting it out mm. of the microwave before it splits. That's yeah, what life's little challenges. It is. But you know, good. if you do it, you can do it on the on the stovetop. It's like being on those rollers, and you get that little. Crunchiness to the outside is pretty good. But the other thing that is so valuable about hot dogs is that they are incredibly easy to make. They are the perfect, like, uh, you know, night after uh, after work or after school or whatever. And you're just, you're you just don't have it. Night have you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, just don't have it in you. Like the, he they, is so particular would about you, those would, hot you, dogs. would you have a hot dog roller if you were a billionaire? Like, you know, like the gas station one, just have your own? Nah, I never really the feel like those. He'd on one. <laughs> He'd make his bed. Hot dog I don't really feel like those would warm. really. I don't really feel like those enhance the dog much. Oh, I think they do, the especially if you put from the good the ones there. From the waist down, it's done. From the waist up, it's still cooking. <laughs> Got the little sign, the little tag on me. Still cooking. Uh, Behind this line, they're not ready. But how no, often you, do you do you think you would send food away because it wasn't prepared the way you want it? I mean, never. Like, you go, redo this. <laughs> redo this, please. I'll keep it. I'll keep it, mean? but make another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Whenever I bring food back at like a fast food place or whatever, I always try and convince them, like, but I can, I can hang on to this one too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna throw it away. Gonna, yeah, toss it. <laughs> Shout out first of all to my client, to Steve at First Missouri Credit Union. Uh, I was down there today with Julia. Down on Lime Ferry, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop by and get some South County donuts for the troops. So I stopped at the Donut Stop, and it is just like out of a book about South County. I just love it. One of the white block buildings yeah. and just uh, good stuff, good donuts. Delicious. I told them I'd give them a shout out, and they're like, we have no idea who you are. So. <laughs> 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 and then you got in your saber. Exactly. They're like, <laughs> like, hey, that last guy, I think he was famous. They're like, no, no, no. Look at his car. Yeah. They're like, oh, never mind. Okay.
Forget it. <laughs> I think it's pretty badass you're driving the LeSabre. I'm not going to lie. Uh, like this morning, I don't typically have to get up that early in the morning or have morning meetings. And today I had to be down south by nine. And so it's, you know, it's no big deal, but it's what you're used to and what your standard is. So it's kind of messing me up. And then I thought, oh, I get to drive the saber. I mean, I really did. I'm like, it's not going to be cold and, you know, heated seats. Rock on. Little joys in life. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool when I people. I could take 15 people with me. <laughs> Kevin, was it uh, Eckstein? Didn't he have like a an old Camry or something? For a while, yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. That's what he drove around. Yeah. I think there's something kind of cool about, you know, somebody who's a celebrity, professional athlete who has a lot of money who just says, I'm not getting a new car. Yeah. I'm driving around in this. This is my, I think Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback, had something like that too. Like just a really old crappy car that he refused to get a new one. It's kind of a flex if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to get a nice car. I'm still pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Anybody watching the debate tonight? I'll watch. Uh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot about, about it. I forgot about it. Until <laughs> <Well>, just now. <clears throat> yeah. Is that, which one is this one tonight? This is DeSantis. Newsom, okay, DeSantis. So, yeah. Why would DeSantis' people let him do this? Well, I mean, at this point, I think they would let him debate the Pillsbury Doughboy. I mean, he's <laughs> he's got nothing going. I so. mean, you can dislike or dislike Newsom, but you got he's good at this. Like he's good at if you saw if you saw him with Hannity or you saw him in a couple of these like contested interviews, he's good at the back unless and they, forth. Unless the belief is that's a future matchup, mm-hmm. okay. And so this is like an early a practice. Yeah, it's an like, exhibition round. Like you're just gaining intel. All right, how do we get better at this? Twenty twenty eight. I do like that there doesn't seem to be an excuse for this debate, though. It seems to just be a ratings grab. And, like, we're just skipping straight to, like, okay, I'll watch it. Like, mm. usually when something like this happens, there's some sort of reason yeah. given, like, well, because they challenged each other to yada, yada, yada. But this is just happening. Mm-hmm. You, see, you guys get what I mean? Like, we don't mm-hmm. even need excuses anymore. Larry Kudlow on uh, Fox Business, he's promoting it or talking about it going to break. And he said DeSantis and Newsom in this debate yawn. As he, huh. go, as he goes to break. Funny. He said it last night. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, I guess I'll watch out of curiosity a little bit. I don't know how long I'll stick with it. We'll see. I love a television event, so I'm there. <laughs> Do you know how long it's supposed to be? No. Uh. It's not going to be like a two-hour thing, is it? I don't Let's know. See. It can't be like these other debates. I know it's it's Hannity-centric, so it might just okay. be his one-hour show. And there's another GOP oh, okay. debate next week, too. That's We're doing crazy. this again. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked which one is tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember which one was Man. which. Uh, oh, uh, along with all of our smart guy stuff, remember the paper mache looking aliens from yeah. Mexico? Yeah, from Mexico. Yeah. That had organs and the whole thing. And uh, I was so mad. I don't like to have to read an entire article. And uh, <laughs> the headline was basically these guys. Uh, are not human and have 30% unknown DNA. So the only thing I care about is, well, what's the other 70%? Right? Yeah. Because, and it never said. It never said. I, I looked at the article three times. I'm like, well, it, is the rest deer or like what paper? What are you talking about? Yeah, I thought I read something a couple of weeks ago uh, about they thought it could be something like alpaca skulls or, or yeah. something like that. And they just kind of fashioned it together. I mean, who knows? 
I hate yeah. to say like in that part of the world, but I'm going to say it in that part of the world. You know, we're just like, hey, look, it's uh, it's aliens. And they're like, done. We find it's aliens. And uh, evidently doctors looked at him and said, it's definitely not a put together being. It, hmm. It's a natural something. And they did the DNA test and said 30% unknown DNA, but they didn't say what was known DNA. But if there's 70% known, that means it's known. You should tell us. I agree with you. Amy? I am honestly still thinking about the hot dogs. <laughs> how? How? Yeah, how? I think you of all people would understand. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> good finish. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, come down here. 134 DGS on KMOX. Happy Thursday to you. Someone, Thank you to uh, my girl, Audrey. She comped it because I lied and said it was Wheeler's birthday. So um, <laughs> That wasn't a total lie. That's why we were there, even though it was last week. That's called a lie. That's um, a lie, yeah. uh, Anyway, someone brought up uh, the ring cameras, and they saw something on the ring cameras and blah, blah, blah. And it just sort of intrigued me about behavior. That do you think our behavior has changed any, given the fact that we're probably almost always on camera? Hmm. Given what we see online and on all these TV, I mean, there there are entire TV shows now dedicated to this concept neighborhood wars customer wars parking lot wars and it's all people on camera yelling at each other and acting a fool and being terrible i don't know if it's changed a thing maybe it's made it worse oh i think it's definitely worse i'm just wondering if you would have had the world's only ring camera uh in 1984 would you have seen would you have caught anything even close to this or have we have we uh digressed to the level of the ring camera well, uh, I I would probably make the argument that uh, it's I don't think we're behaving differently. I think just it, it now we can see it. 
I feel personally like I'm always conscious, uh, at least in the back of my mind, that mm-hmm. I might be on camera somewhere. Same. So I, I guess I act a little less weird in public. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. I'm the opposite because we stream our show on YouTube. I am on camera that's in front of me, and we had a complaint from my boss, Steve, because he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you do remember you're on camera, right? Because I'll sit there and make weird faces. I like, <laughs> I'm like staring at the screen. I've got my hand over my face. I'm rocking. I mean, I look psychotic, <laughs> absolutely psychotic. I see myself every now and then. And so I'm on camera. So I, you just I, forget. I forget. Okay. So if I'm forgetting the camera that I turned on, I'm definitely never thinking <laughs> of it point. out and about. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, shotgun questions here. So... I'm I'm especially tired today, so that, forgive me a little bit, but I'm also very, very tired of the world, and especially politics. I'm tired of the players. I want them all to go away. It's almost like if you had the same SNL cast for eight years, and they weren't very good, and you're like, can we just, let's bring in some new blood. Like, I'm tired of Trump, I'm tired of McCarthy, I'm tired of Sanders, I'm tired of all of them. To what degree do you guys believe it is healthy or okay to disengage? I think it's pretty uh, healthy for uh. a lot of people, depending on your job. Um, I think if depending, say you're um, a nurse, a mom, a teacher, whatever it may be, where you've got responsibilities that aren't necessarily tied into everything that's on Fox News or MSNBC right now to be your best version of yourself for the people you're around, your kids, your family, um, and especially, too, if you internalize it, I think you do need to step away a little bit. You don't. We don't need 24-hour news. No, individually, it's good for your mental health, I think, to not ever have to think about any of this stuff. On a societal level, it's probably not good if we all disengage because all that does is allow the people who are hyper-engaged to decide everything. And to an extent, it's already happening now. We talk a lot about how there are only certain types of people who vote in primaries, which leads us to the politicians we have right now. We have the most extreme. And the crazy people are the ones who get who, who win the primaries. And in a lot of districts, if you win the primary, that means you've won the election, right? So I think on that level, it's not healthy for the country, but are on an individual equating, level, you have to you got to step away. Are you equating engaging with voting? Because I yes, think you can disengage and then still vote. Well, but it, in order to engage, you have to be you have to be aware of everything going on or as much I as think possible. So, see if you agree with me on this. I think that engaging in 1999 and engaging in 2023 are very very different. Mm-hmm. That in 1999, if you were politically engaged. That meant that you were watching the politicians, you were up on the policies, you understood what Newt Gingrich wanted, you understood what Bill Clinton wanted, you had your opinions. Now, I don't feel like it has anything to do with that. Now, I feel like it's more like, am I going to watch my uh, surveillance camera because I have a bunch of hooligans living in my neighborhood and I need to make sure they don't take my hubcaps? I I don't feel like I'm any smarter at all. All and maybe significantly dumber by being engaged politically 
at least with the outlets that we have. I don't feel like I understand anything more about the world or the country or what's right or what's wrong. I'm just watching a bunch of people in like a Big Brother episode. I agree with you, except I I just think the hyper-engaged people now, the ones who are watching news constantly, whatever your outlet is, the overlap between them and the people who vote in the primaries is probably 90%. You know, or maybe that's the number I'm just pulling out of nowhere. But I think it's I think it's a huge overlap. Those are those just tend to be the kind of people that are engaged enough in the process that they do more than vote in the presidential elections. But see, like being using the 1999 example, being engaged in 1999 meant you read articles in the newspaper and you might have paid attention more to policy. Now it just means you watch a certain certain news program or a certain kind of news program, or you just follow the things that kind of feed you everything that you already want to see anyway. And I'm not picking sides. We, I mean, they're, they're, I forget who did, a university did a research, did the research on using Twitter, that if you go look at people who vote Republican or vote Democrat, they create their own little circles of what they follow, and the two circles almost never intersect. So they're not seeing the same information. I think it meant in the past... The difference between reading an article, which takes time and you need to read the whole thing versus a one minute soundbite that you can watch over and over and over again, or you get the TikToks or some stunt that somebody pulls to get your attention. It's less detail oriented now than it would have been then. It's more about feelings, more about identity. Someone paint me a picture or make an argument of how it's even possible that in 20 or 30 years, we are smarter than we are now, and our approach to things is smarter, as opposed to the idiocracy I feel coming on. How could we get the genie back in the bottle? Uh, I, I've, I, one yeah, theory I an answer for that. is just generational change. If younger generations are different than us and different than the boomers, uh, then that can be that change, but we don't know that they will be. They could be worse. But if they're the ones that, like, if Gen Alpha and Gen Z are like, we're just not watching TV news. We're not going to do it. We're done with it. We we think it's part of the problem. That could be a change, but it's going to take a long time because those people are very young. In 30 years, the oldest Gen Zs will be our age. So it's going to be a while if that change is going to happen. But that's the part we don't know. It would have to be a generational shift in behavior. That's probably the only bet. We can't legislate it out. Right. There's nothing we can do at a congressional level. So we just have to hope the generations after us are a little better and smarter. I don't feel great about it. Well, no, I no, I, I like the law of entropy, I, right? Everything that's orderly will slowly work its way into the state of disorder, a state of I think it does feel like a state of truth and knowledge will slowly disintegrate to a state of a post truth society, a post knowledge society where everything is myopic and superficial. Unless there is one major catastrophic event that forces us back to the way we were. And I don't know what that would be, what it looks like. The dinosaurs. Um, <laughs> the dinosaurs coming back. What if, yeah. what if AI yeah. has a role in that? As it better defines what, I mean, I'm not saying it can because AI can be corrupted, what, but what if it better defines reality from fiction? And I don't mean pictures and movies, but what is verifiable and what is not. I don't know that it will. It may, again, it may be the opposite. Right now it feels the opposite, right? Right now you can see how it can doctor pictures or create 
video that's you know, not real but makes it look as real. I'm sitting here listening to you guys, this is not a very uh, rosy view, but one way I could see it happening is that generations just get bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes back to what it used to be, which was politicians going to Washington, Jeff City, Springfield, uh, making the decisions on our behalf, representing their constituents, doing backroom deals, and we kind of lose interest. Or at least it goes back to what it used to be. Let's let's face it. uh, We didn't get more interested in politics. Politics became American Ninja Warrior. And it's sort of <laughs> like what we do to Asian food. We're like, oh, that's really good. What if we made it all syrupy, sweet, and fried it? And I think that's what we eventually did with politics. And I don't think in the 70s, 80s, 90s, anyone ever thought. Like if someone would have said on CNN, you know what? We could make uh, uh, politics really sexy and everyone in the country will be obsessed with it. They're like, shut up, Ned. Like that's <laughs> never, ever going to happen. Yeah. And so I think that we didn't become more politically engaged. We became more engaged. Engaged in reality TV that happened to be politics. Mm. Agreed. Well, and I just think, though, I mean, if society uh, continues to demand uh, dumb grandstanders, we're going to get dumb grandstanders. I mean, we see it already in Congress. So the law of the conservation of the elite, yes, the power power may not degrade, but the quality of those in power absolutely can. Do you guys have any animosity towards the normal politicians uh, Romney, Blunt, Flake, these guys, the rhinos, who just said, this is stupid, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they had an obligation to stay and uh, even out the clown car? Romney's pretty old, so you can't, like, you can't point your finger at him, right? Um, ben Sass left, became, you know, president of university, so I'm bummed that he left, but I don't, I don't blame them. Well, some of them are getting voted out. Say they were going to lose. voted out. They Kinsinger yeah. voted yeah. out. Y- you know, uh, no, I don't blame them. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's difficult for me to say, hey, you have to stay and do this job because it, it shouldn't a job like that only be something you do if you want to. 149 DGS. Uh, Amy Chris just gave me my next topic here. No, 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 it's not bad. Um, I mean, it's kind of bad. I, look, I, I didn't sleep last night. I'm kind of in a bad mood, but that doesn't, it just means I'm telling the truth. Uh so you guys were talking about someone who Chris follows and they're doing something online and you're not a big fan of it. And I look at TikTok more than I should. And I had, again, a little miniature epiphany today, which is the opposite of an epiphany because it's so seemingly true that on TikTok you have a world, not the world, but a world of entertainment. And you have millions of your fellow human beings Uh, pointing a camera at themselves and doing what they think is interesting and funny and entertaining. And I have to tell you, you are all so boring. Like, if this is the world, if I were an alien and they're like, you want to get a vibe? Just watch this app for about two hours. I'd be like, oh, my God, these people, they're not interesting They're not funny. They're repetitive. And I include myself in this. I'm not on TikTok. I don't do this kind of stuff. But I'm not saying I'm up here and you're down here. I'm just saying as I look at the entertainment of like, oh, people want want, uh, just normal creators. They don't want professionals anymore. They don't want entertainers. They want uh, their next door neighbor. Really? Mm -mm. Am I missing something? I kind of like gatekeepers. (laughs) Seriously, I, I like, yes. 
because some people can some unentertaining un what did I say that right? Some people who are not entertaining slip through the cracks, and maybe you could say that's us. But I think that 100%. for the most part, the gatekeepers are pretty good at weeding out the mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. But if you're just watching TikTok or Instagram stories or whatever, ninety five percent of it sucks. I still go back to like the Major League Baseball. One thing that makes Major League Baseball so great is it's the best of the best of the best. But if all of a sudden anybody could be in Major League Baseball, guess what? I don't care. I don't want to go see it anymore. I don't want to see a second grader and an eighty year old man and some my random neighbor playing. In the World Series, it's not special. There's no skill and, there. Yeah, but they're not in the World Series when they're on TikTok. It's like going to a Little League game. Some of them are. It's like I mean, going to a millions? high school game. People oh. go to all kinds of sporting events at all kinds Mr. of levels. It's, it's not even quite what I'm trying to say. It's not so much like these people are not polished performers. Their act is terrible. It's just more that, really, this is what we're interested in? Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing? Like, we, we really think, like, dressing up like a giant cat and scaring our cats is... <laughs> It's what people want to see, though. I mean, it's rising to the top of what's trending, and we might think it's dumb, but there are millions of people out there who obviously think that it's cool and are upvoting it or liking it. I think what it does is it confirms our worst suspicions about humanity. It's like a... Jersey Shore, like that type of show, so dumb. You're like, oh my gosh, this is the worst of the worst. And then you realize the majority of the people are the worst of the worst because we just like junk. It's just junk. But we like it, yeah, so it's, it's popular. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, but it's always been that way. It's just different things. Like, I, I don't understand how, like, just because something is older or from a past generation, it is somehow better. I don't think we're it's saying that. that. No. And yeah, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm I mean, not I could that. argue. Like, I could. I mean, I wouldn't do it because I don't believe it. But you know, I, I could be like, "What? You just run? I think That's it's the dumb. Attitude. It's boring." It, but it's, it's obviously for you. It's not. It's the underlying That's why attitude. Not as popular as TikTok. It's the, the average person thinks, you know what? I got something really interesting. And you know who needs to see it? Everybody. Everybody, <laughs> Everybody yes. needs to see this. Exactly and like, no, we don't because you're not interesting and you're not funny. But that's what's going to flood my timeline. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm, I think what we do when we're watching on a phone, it's more habitual than like you're seeking out entertainment. But I will scroll through. I don't know, a hundred different posts on Instagram before I find one that I think is good. But it's just, it's a habit. I keep doing it and I can't stop. And before I realize, oh my God, I've been doing this for 90 minutes. Yeah. I I was, yesterday I was going to talk about how, based again a lot on social media and what I see on TikTok, we just seem to always be in attack mode, which seems like I am right now by saying like, oh, everyone in the world sucks. And <laughs> it's, it's not really like that though. It's more of an acknowledgement of... Oh, this is what it is. Okay. Just life. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at is that everybody looks at someone else's interests or what they think is entertaining and go, "Mm, not for me. And this is just a different version of that. Because as as Rage pointed out, you ask ask 18 to 25-year-olds, they would rather see their neighbor scaring their cat than see somebody who's actually an, a trained entertainer in that moment. That doesn't mean all the time, but all it takes is a little bit. I mean, you just mentioned 90 minutes. I do the same thing. I'll be on TikTok maybe for 20 minutes, Twitter for 20 minutes, whatever. And after a while, you're like, man, I was doing all that for an hour. Well, you know what I was doing 25 years ago? Sitting on the couch with a remote, scrolling through cable TV to find something to watch. Yeah, watching content that went through uh, gatekeepers yeah. first. But it was bad still. It was still bad. Well, not this bad. Your brain's different. Yes. Last night, 
I, I'm having all sorts of epiphanies. Uh, <laughs> last night I wrote this down. So I'm an educated guy. I've been around. I under, kind of understand what's in the world. The pyramids exist. Paris is there. Tahiti's there. There are, you know, intellectual uh, TED Talks going on all over town every night. Last night, I was sitting on a couch by myself watching, uh, hold on, Killer Russian Yeti. <laughs> that's interesting. Wait, what, that's on, what's I, that on? <laughs> that is interesting. I, I want to really watch. Was, I was like, what are you doing? You're 59. You'll be dead soon. Go see the pyramids. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 